Hail and well met. I'm Eric Wordweaver Shervin, Gothi of the Ridgar Folk, and I'd like to welcome you to The Raven's Call, podcast edition. This is going to be a show where I ramble on about different heathen-related subjects, things that kind of pop to my mind, strike my fancy, set my mind on fire, and I like to share it out with you guys. So in order to do that, I needed to give a little bit of background to what the podcast is, kind of where it's come from, and where we're going to look at heading. And this will be kind of a little teaser trailer that we'll put up onto the channel, and hopefully I will be able to, uh, to get some content out there pretty quick for you guys. Now. The reason I point out that this is a podcast edition is because there is already a YouTube edition for this particular show. You can search The Raven's Call on YouTube and find, uh, by Eric Wordweaver Shervin, uh, The Raven's Call on there, which is exactly this. It's, it's a heathen podcast, but it's in video format. Some of the things that I do on there do require more visual representation, uh, such as when I'm working with the runes or things like that. And... Hopefully, you guys can find it and get a little something out of it. I have found a number of my viewers like to just listen to my videos as opposed to actually watching them. And I've had a number of requests for my content in podcast form for a number of reasons. One of those being, of course, less data pulled in doing audio versus audiovisual. Uh, and another just simply being that most podcast players will let you do other things on the phone while you are still listening to the podcast as opposed to YouTube, which unless you pay them, uh, <laughs> you got to have it open and you got to be watching it. So this is my attempt to kind of broaden the spread on uh, the show and its availability to give you guys an audio format for it so that you can listen to it at your leisure and hopefully it will work with your particular style. If you are one that enjoys the visual side of things, please do check out the YouTube channel. Like I said, search The Raven's Call. You'll also find that I have two other shows on there. I've got Raving Raven Reviews, which is a new project that I've just started up. And this is one where I go through and review different media, books, comics, video games, whatever it may be, uh, from a heathen standpoint, from, from this heathen's standpoint. And we have a lot of fun with it. So we've got a few of those in already. Um, I drop those periodically. The Raven's Call tends to drop every Wednesday at 4 a.m. Uh, Central Standard Time U.S. Uh, on YouTube. So, you know, figure that out as far as your own time, uh, your own, uh, time zone goes. And the other one that I have is Weaving Words, which does not get a lot of action right now, but I intend to do some more stuff with it here in the future. And that is a storytelling podcast where I go on and do some specific storytelling from Northern European kind of folk tales and things like that. So to give a little bit of background for myself and where this particular podcast is coming from, I've been in heathenry now for... Well, technically I've been in heathenry for my entire life. I've always been a heathen. It's always been how I've seen the world. As far as valuing the gods and goddesses, my ancestors, the spirits of the land, and my community, my folk, my family. And so it wasn't until, oh, it's been a couple of decades ago now, uh, that I discovered there was actually a name for this called heathenry. Uh, and I jumped in with both feet first and I started looking and talking to everybody that I could. Uh, suddenly my community on it exploded and I proceeded to jump my research, jump my understanding, jump my experiences even further along my path uh, to where I am today. And so this is simply, this show is simply going to be 
discussing heathenry in a modern context from my own point of view, from my own experiences, and it's not going to be what everybody else sees. It's not going to be what everybody else thinks. That's a key thing to keep in mind when it comes to a any kind of podcast, any kind of show. Uh, there are as many different ways to do heathenry as there are heathens. This being said, I'm going to put this out there in the front. I am not what I call a hardcore recon, which some would call a historical heathen. I have a particular view on heathenry. I see heathenry as a tree. We are in the trunk, in the here and now, uh, in the realm of Vertandi. And the roots go down into the well of Urd, into Urd the Brunner. And these roots draw from tradition, they draw from our Orlog, they draw from history, and they feed the trunk of the now, into Vertandi. But in order for the tree to thrive, we must have the freedom to grow organically into the future, given the climate and environment that we are in. We must reach towards Schuld, as the branches of the tree reach up to Sunna in the heavens. So the way that I see heathenry is this. We are rooted in tradition. We live in the here and now, influenced by the weird of today, influenced by all of the actions, the deeds, and the context in which we currently live, informed by the Orlog that has come before, and we reach towards a future that we are building ourselves. So I like to see some free growth. I like to see innovation. I like to see new thought, new exploration. These things are important to me. It's the fire of life, and I get excited by these things. And a lot of times in the show, you'll hear me get pretty worked up when it comes to different areas uh, with regards to heathenry, and especially in new growth and things like that. Uh, one of the things that I differ from hardcore recons is I do not necessarily think there is one right way to do heathenry. I don't know that, uh, I'm not one of those you're doing it wrong guys. And that that's something that a lot of people disagree with because a lot of the hardcore recons will be, no, there is a right way. We've got historical evidence that shows this, 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 and this. And, all right, that's fine. I understand where you're coming from. I understand why you're approaching it in this fashion. And that's fine. I have no problem with that. Um, as one of my phrases that I've coined on YouTube is uh, not my haul, not my call. How you do heathenry is up to you. All right. I am not what I would call a historical heathen. I'm not going back and trying to recreate heathenry from a specific time period. I'm not trying to go back and rebuild heathenry of my ancestors the way they did it. I'm not heathen because my ancestors are heathen. I'm heathen because I am heathen, and I revere my ancestors, some of whom were heathen. And in order to honor my ancestors, I do look back at the knowledge that I can gain from them. I look back at the traditions, I look back at how they did certain things, blow and shumble and things like that. But I also recognize that we do things differently now, and that doesn't make them any less valid. The why is important. Why do you do a ritual? Why do you do these specific things? And as long as the why is good, then the how, that, that we can play with a little bit. Now, there are certain hows that metaphysically, I think, are important to the functionality of ritual. There are certain things with regards to permeable membranes, with regards to accessing the sacred from the profane and feeding energies back and forth, the engagement in the gift process and the gift cycle with the gods, the reciprocation of obligation. There are a number of things that play into how heathenry works. And how you utilize that is entirely up to your individual tribe, your individual hearth. 
Now, you will hear me use the term tribe. I am not a kindred guy, I'm a tribe guy. Um, the way that I define a tribe, of course, is a number of hearths or clans bolstered around a central leadership uh, working towards a common goal, or at least uh, the common goal typically being the worship of the gods or uh, the the well-being of all of the individuals entered into the oath web and the sur those surrounding the oath web. You'll find out more about this as we go through the channel and you guys listen to some of my videos. In, uh, and that's one thing that I do want to throw out here is that a number of these that I'm going to put out are going to be the audio pulled from the videos and put into podcast form and up on the channel. So some of them you will be able to tell real quick these are uh, the audios ripped from videos. And then some of these projects, like this one here, this little introduction, I'm going to do as specific for the podcast. These are going to be things that I will pull aside and do specifically for the podcast. And this will, over time, get better. I'm new at this particular process. I've been listening to podcasts my entire adult life, ever since they became a thing. I love podcasts, and I really enjoy them. I just never really got into creating them because I didn't have a setup that necessarily lent itself towards that. And even to this point, it's easier for me to do the YouTube videos as far as uh, I do everything from my phone. I don't have a laptop at the moment that I can work from. I do everything from my phone that includes editing and all of that with regards to my videos. And I've gotten pretty good at that I've, as far as for what I need. I'm no, uh, no, you know, Final Cut or, you know, professional when it comes to the stuff like that. Uh, but I get done what I need to do with my phone and essentially it's about the information. It's about me sharing with you guys my thoughts, my experiences, and just putting these things out there. Now one thing the podcast will allow me to do more easily than the YouTube channel is to share some of the art side of things. I'll be able to share things like my poetry or I'll be able to share some storytelling things in a format that is easier to approach. I think that the weaving word storytelling elements may have more of a place here on the podcast than they do on the YouTube channel simply because they are longer in nature and uh, being narrative, that's something you really kind of want to be able to put on in the background and go about doing your business. Um, it, it's something that I can completely understand the need for an audio format on. So I'm going to experiment with that. I'm going to play with that a little bit. I'm still going to try and do some of the videos with the weaving words side, but I'm going to entertain the possibility of shifting that one more towards the audio side, uh, depending on reception. Uh, largely, I have found that YouTube may just not be the venue for that particular content. So I'm still going to be putting up uh, regular videos on the YouTube channel, and a lot of these I will be pulling the audio from the YouTube channel to put up here, like I said, and then I'll do some side stuff. Uh, as far as a release schedule for these particular podcast entries, I'm not entirely certain yet. I'm probably going to flood the podcast at first with some of my back catalog as I'm able to figure these things out because it is going to take me a little bit of time to figure out how to pull the audio from these old videos that I have compressed. Uh, some of the tricks that I have learned don't work because of the compression that I used in order to reduce the upload time onto YouTube. I've mixed them down using Handbrake and a couple of other options. And uh, uh, one of the tricks that I used to pull it blasted 30 minutes worth of audio in about five seconds. So it obviously did not work. And so I'm going to experiment with a few other ways that I'm able to do that and hopefully make it approachable. Some of those videos 
that I have done in the past, I will not put up on the podcast format simply because they do have a visual component that is necessary. Unfortunately, one of those is my Heathenry 101 mm-hmm. podcast uh, video that does involve a whiteboard. And honestly speaking, the audio on that particular video is horrible. It's before I had a body mic. That's before I'd figured out a lot of the tricks of the trade. And unfortunately, that one's got somewhere upwards of 4,500 views at this point. And I don't really want to pull the audio from that one to put on podcast because I feel like it would make a poor podcast. If it's something that people are interested in and if I get feedback from my listeners that indicate that they would like to do this, uh, I will redo my Heathenry 101 in an audio format um, specifically for the podcast um, because I'm also entertaining the possibility of reshooting it for the YouTube channel with better quality. Uh, I think it might be more approachable at that point. Uh, Similarly with some of my stories, some of them I shot outside so I will probably redo some of those for the channel in order to get better audio capture. Um, I know one of them, the first saga in the book I've written, that has yet to be published, but I've written it, the saga of Bjorn Thorolfsson, the first chapter on uh, Arna the Ashlad, unfortunately, I didn't have the proper equipment at the time, and so there's a lot of wind noise in it and everything. So that one's probably going to have to be reshot to be put up on podcast form. We'll see. I'll, I'll get around to experimenting and kind of feeling out Uh, this particular style of content release and see what's going to fit and what the viewership might or listenership in this instance (laughs) might be interested in so in the meantime I do want to let you guys know there is a Facebook group for weaving words productions it's it is weaving words, you know, weaving dash words productions. No, it's word weaver productions. Sorry, I'm going to my show. It's word dash weaver productions on Facebook. It's a group that you can join. I did a group specifically so that we can have some more uh, conversation to have some more involvement there as opposed to doing like a fan page kind of thing. Um, sometimes I, I go back and wonder if I shouldn't have flipped those and done it as a page instead of a group. But anyway, it's there. Seek the group out. Hit join. I approve everybody to come into it. And this is where I do a lot of my back and forth with the viewership, with the listenership, is I get feedback from you guys. Even in doing the podcast here, I did a poll up on the Facebook group to ask people whether they wanted me to shift completely over to podcast, if they wanted me just to port the audio from my YouTube videos to podcast, if they wanted it to be kind of a weird hybrid thing, if they were even interested in podcasts. And I can tell you it was a pretty even split between people that just wanted me to leave it alone and just do YouTube because that's the venue that they like to consume their media on. And and those that wanted me to shift over completely to podcast because that's more approachable for them. I will tell you, this is not a format that I'm necessarily super comfortable with because I'm used to having the visual feedback of video. What you guys can't see right now is my hands are moving at a mile a minute. I I, I talk with my hands. I always have. I use them for illustration. I use them to accent things, to punctuate things. Um, I'm big on the paraverbal and nonverbal communication that goes along with storytelling, which is one of my passions. And unfortunately, that's something that does not translate to podcasts. What you guys are going to get is just simply the audio and inflection that comes along with the voice. And I will do my best to try and make these as approachable as possible. Quality-wise, yes, those that are pulled from the YouTube channel 
are going to be a little less uh, as far as quality goes and they're going to be a little more awkward because I do reference things that you can see in the videos. Um, mostly hand movements, things like that. There may be some pauses here and there where I'm physically doing something as opposed to, uh, you know, sitting here talking. Um, now, I will admit most of my videos are simply that. They're talking head style. I stand in front of a camera and I talk for, you know, 20-30 minutes about a particular subject. And that's something that will lend itself to this format because I'll simply be able to continue the conversational style and be able to share this information out with you. Hopefully it's something that you guys will enjoy. Hopefully it's something that will entertain you and maybe learn a little bit. Mostly, you know, big UPG warning on all of this, this is just how I see heathenry today. This does not reflect on heathenry in general. This doesn't even necessarily reflect on the views of my tribe. Uh, these are these are my views. This is how I see the world, and this is how I interact with heathenry. And hopefully, hopefully this will be of some interest to you guys. Hopefully there's something that you'll get out of it that is valuable, that you guys can, can take home and at least spark some conversations that will help you figure out how you view heathenry, how you view the world today. And the heathen worldview is kind of a misnomer because there's not one particular heathen worldview. There are some generalities within the heathen worldview, hence we can refer to the heathen worldview. Um, but even then, it's erroneous really to try and apply the idea of a heathen worldview to uh, heathenry in general. What you're going to end up with is tribes have tribal worldviews, hearths have hearth worldviews, and individual heathens have individual heathen worldviews. What we look for are some of those similarities, the common language that we can speak between each other, and we build from those. I do go off into the woo-woo stuff sometimes. I am uh, Goldie of the tribe. I do rune work. I do rune readings, which I know are not historically accurate, but I have particular views when it comes to divination and the application of tools that it makes sense in my head and I'm good with it, even though that wasn't necessarily something our ancestors did. Um, the manifestation of the ability to read weird in the moment uh, it, it can be manifested in a number of ways and the tools utilized to achieve the headspace necessary to read the threads of weird in action, to read the influence of Orlog and to predict the threads as they weave out into Schuld's domain, into the future. You know, these are all things that regardless of whether you use tarot, if you use rune reading, if you use meditation, whatever your particular avenue of divination, uh, the, the basic gist of what's going on is still there. And so that is something that I will uh, explain in some of my videos and some of my audio podcasts here going out. I have done some videos on the divination. You guys will see some of that pop up. I think maybe otherwise I'll spin off and do a whole podcast uh, entry on it in and of itself and talk about those aspects. Now ultimately the rune work only makes up a very small portion of what I do in the channel. A vast majority of what I do is going to be focused on cultural aspects, on religious aspects, on ritual practices, on some of the spiritual side of things. I do separate the ideas of religion and spirituality and I think both are necessary for what makes a what I call a hashtag happy healthy whole heathen. Um, there is there needs to be a balance between the spiritual, the religious, and the cultural elements as they all boil in together. 
and this helps us to be more rounded and to be happier in our settings. So you'll see a little bit of that as it comes out in the podcast and hopefully find it interesting. I don't know. You guys give me feedback. You guys let me know what you think. Um, I full well expect there are going to be people out there that disagree with me on points. I know this going in. It's been that way since the beginning. I understand. You guys are not going to see things necessarily the way that I do. There are a number of people out there that do see these things this way. And so it's interesting to engage in these conversations. The Facebook group is a great way to engage and do that. Um, I love feedback. So guys, hit me up. Give me um, all kinds of feedback, whatever you guys can. And uh, I've got a new email address for the podcast. That's going to be Eric Word Weaver. It's E-R-I-C Word Weaver at gmail.com. Feel free to send me emails, feedback. Jump on that Facebook group and uh, you know hit the YouTube channel up. See some of the videos. You can see some of the content before it hits the podcast. You can see the visuals that go along with some of this audio stuff. And similarly, uh, you can see stuff that's not going to be on the podcast simply because it is too visual uh, for representation here on the podcast. So we'll see how this goes. Thank you guys. I really appreciate any kind of support you guys give, uh, feedback you give. This is something that I'm interested in, that I'm, I'm excited to play with. And honestly, the podcast side of things may end up being less work for me in the long run. I don't know. We'll see. I'm excited to see where this goes. It's a new adventure and I love doing content production. So we'll, we'll see how it turns out. Hail to you all. Thank you. May your hearth fires burn bright.